Come on and put those hands together for Jesus this morning. When, when you go to the stadium, you always see two groups of people. You see the first group, quiet, sad, timid, frustrated, angry, down, some even crying. You are the losing team. You see another group excited, shouting and screaming and going all out. You are the winning team. Today, if you belong to the winning team, you got to shout it and scream it. Can you give God a jump right now? Hallelujah. Okay, okay. Pastor King and Pastor M. I mean, you guys have such a great ministry. And I can't wait for us to have you again in Ghana because, like I said yesterday, and I really I really mean it. You, you created problems for me in our church. You said things that must be followed up and must be taught through and all that. And there will be a need for a second one. So, and continuous. But I tell you what, these two guys, Pastor Kinsley and Pastor Milton, were just awesome in Ghana, dangerous in Ghana. And I don't know about you all, you all are going to have to sacrifice. Because their ministry is not just for here. Their ministry is not just for Nigeria. It's for the body of Christ worldwide. And I believe that it's a global ministry. And we have to allow them go to be a blessing. Can we love on the prince of the house and the princess of the house? Come on, clap your hands for Pastor Kinsley. You have such, you have such a great house, beautiful place. I love the tent. I love, I, I mean, I, we're talking... And I, I don't I don't like blocks, I don't like concrete. I like light things and and it's so beautiful and so nice and thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, amen. Please be seated. Look chapter nine and the verse number twenty eight. Luke chapter nine from the verse number twenty eight. The Bible says and it came to pass about an eight days after this saying, he took Peter, James, Peter, John, and James and went up into the mountain to pray. And as he prayed, the fashion of his countenance was altered. And his raiment was white and glistering. And behold, there talked with him two men, which were Moses and Elias, who appeared in glory. And speak to, to the seat which he should accomplish at Jerusalem. But Peter and they that were with him were heavy with sleep. And when they were awake, they saw his glory. And the two men stood with him. And it came to pass as they departed from him that Peter said unto Jesus, Master, it is good f- for us to be here. Let us make three tabernacles, one for thee. And one for Moses and one for Elias, not knowing what he said. While he does speak, there came a, a cloud and overshadowed them, and they feared as they entered into the cloud. 
And there came a voice out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved son, hear him. And when the voice was back, Jesus was found alone and, and they kept it close and told no man in those days any of those things which they had seen. And it came to pass that on the, text, on the next day, when they were come down from the hill, much people met him. And behold, a man of the company cried out, saying, Master, I beseech thee, look upon my son, for his mind only child. I want to speak, I was telling Pastor Mildred that uh, Pastor Kinsley was eating into my message. And, and I'm like, stop, stop. So, so whoever sent that note, um, <laughs> I don't know how you do it here, but you're able to send that note to your pastor, that's powerful. <laughs> but but that should, that, this church is a very democratic church. You know, people can express your opinion to your lead pastor. Powerful. But, but that intervention helped me because he was going into my message. You know, but that is the thing with the spirit when there's a supernatural connection, it flows with confirmation like that. Come on, clap your hands right now. I want to speak to you briefly. I, 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 I already feel at home. I feel, I feel, I feel, I feel calm and I feel good and, 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 and I love this place. I want to speak to you briefly on the subject called the praying Jesus. The praying Jesus. Prayer is the most important and interesting Christian adventure a believer can be involved in. Prayer is an adventure. Prayer is a journey. Prayer goes beyond just one day or one minute. Prayer is an adventure. You know, when, when you go to the kitchen, to go and boil water. How you smell is different from the person who went to the kitchen to go and prepare a goosey. I mean, if you went to the kitchen to boil water for tea or coffee, that is like two minutes affair. But if you went to the kitchen to prepare some healthy obono, am I pronounced correct? Or a, a goosey steel, or, or one of those dangerous ones we do. I had some at the hotel yesterday night. My goodness, it was heavy, strong, it was potent. Those, you can clap your hands on my man. You know, it was, it was potent. It was, you could see that this food has taken a lot to prepare. All kinds of navigation, machination, combination work out. When you go to the kitchen to prepare that kind of food, you don't come out after five minutes. You stay there a little bit. But the longer you stay in the kitchen, the more you smell like the kitchen. If you went there to prepare a goosey, you come out smelling like you've been at the kitchen because the atmosphere of the kitchen, the place of the kitchen, and all the stuff you put there begin to smell on you. But if you went there to prepare coffee, you don't smell like that. If you went there to pour water, you don't smell like that. But if you go there to prepare and stay and tarry, where you've been to determines how you smell. And if you've been to the place of prayer, you live smelling. <laughs> 
like you've been to prayer place. Come on, tell somebody, I came to pray. I came to pray. Come on, say, I came to pray. I came to pray. Come on, say, tell somebody, I didn't come here to prepare a cup of water for tea. Say, I came here to prepare some upon a stew. I got to tarry. I got to wait. I got to pray. I got to abide. The devil is a liar. The more you stay here. You can't leave the place of prayer and not smell miracles. Oh, you, know, you can't leave the place of prayer and not smell testimonies. You can't leave the place of prayer and not smell divine shiftings. And today, as we stay in prayer, may you live here smelling like you've been to the place of prayer. Will you shout and say yes? Where you've been to determines how you smell. If you've been to prayer, you smell miracles. You smell power. You smell like favor. You smell God's grace upon your life. Prayer is an adventure because in prayer, we discover who God is, who we are, and what he can do with us by us and through us. Hear me church. In the word. We know about the hand of God. In worship. We discover how high his hand is. But in prayer. We engage the hand of God. And if you want to engage the hand of God. For power. For supernatural. For encounters. For turnarounds. I dare you to go to the place of prayer. When prayer becomes a lifestyle, miracles is a daily affair. When prayer becomes a lifestyle, you are able to produce the works of God. Hear me church. Prayer knows no boundaries. It cannot be restricted, limited, blocked, interfered. Prayer can be sent before they ever send an email. We're sending prayer. You know what I said? Before and before they discover that, that you can be in Nigeria and send an email to America, we were already standing here and sending prayer to the continents. You don't understand the power of your prayer. If you can send an email, you can send prayer. My God, my God, tell somebody, say this morning, I'm about to send prayer to my family, to my children, to my parents, to my loved ones. I send prayer as a gift. I send prayer as an email. I send prayer as a testimony. I send prayer for ten around. I send prayer for divine encounter. Before an email was sent, prayer was sent. Elijah never stood before the king. But send prayer to the king. People are so concerned about where they are sitting, where they are standing, that they rather want to stand before men. I want to stand before God. And when I stand before God, I can be here 
and so influence the affairs of Nigeria. I don't want to be, I don't have to be at the Asa Rock to change what happens in Nigeria. I can be here in Lagos, wherever we are right now, and we can send prayer. My God, you're clapping the second house right now. You're clapping the second house. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Jesus, knowing the power and the impact of prayer, had an unusual prayer life. Watch the church. We see in the Lord Jesus that he prayed constantly. Luke chapter 5, verse 16. He prayed constantly. Jesus prayed all day. Jesus prayed all night. Before he chose his disciples, the Bible said he prayed all night. He prayed all day. Bible said he prayed early in the morning. Before the, the morning came, Mark chapter 1 verse 35, he prayed early in the morning. Jesus prayed alone. Whenever you are alone, it's time to pray. He prayed alone. Who told you that loneliness is time to cry, to break, to be afraid, to be depressed? No, loneliness is the time to spend time with God. And sometimes God will have everybody leave you so he can get your attention. You you, you want to say, hear me church, Jesus prayed alone. Are you with me at all? He prayed when everybody left him. He, in fact, he created situation to be alone. He will leave them alone and go and pray. Loneliness is not time to get on your phone and text and twist and call people. Lord, it's a time to spend time with God. Because hear me, church. Because hear me, church. The greatest battle is fought alone. The greatest battle of your life is not fought in public. Before David killed Goliath, he killed the lion on the bed alone. Before, watch it, before Moses encountered Pharaoh and, and turned his, his rod into a snake that swallowed the, 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 the magician's rod, Moses already dealt with the snake in the wilderness. When the Bible said, God said, what do you have in your hands? He said, I got nothing in the rod. He said, put your rod down. When the rod was put down, it became a snake. Moses ran away and God said, you can't run away from snakes and go to Egypt because the spirit that rules over Egypt is a snake. And so if you're going to fight Egypt, you got to confront the snake and kill the snake and break the snake here in the wilderness. So when you get to Egypt... It will be an everyday normal affair. So he picked the snake by the tail. Before he dealt with the snake in the public, he dealt with the snake in the secret place. Before David killed Goliath in the public, he killed the lion and the bear in the secret place. Before, before Jacob met Esau in the public, he fought God alone. Loneliness is not time to be frustrated, to be angry, to be bitter, to look for boys or girls, or to get tweeting and texting. Loneliness is a time to spend with God and to pray. And Jesus prayed when he was alone. He prayed. Alone, he prayed in public. 
Bible says, Jesus says in, 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 in John's gospel, chapter 11, verse 41, I know you hear me, but in order that these people may know, he called on God publicly. Look at me, church. If my prayer life offends you publicly, excuse me. If you got issue with me praying in my office, excuse me. If you got issue with me praying publicly, I'm sorry. Look at me. I'm not going to date any guy who doesn't believe in my lagrama subakataya. Because that's who I am. I don't only pray privately. I pray publicly. I wish men pray everywhere. Lifting up holy hands. And everywhere means everywhere. Everywhere means the office. Your home. When you are driving. When you are moving. Before you make decision. Before you make a choice. He prayed alone. And he prayed publicly. I'm not going to have dual lives. What I do in the private. I do in the public. If I believe in prayer in the church. In my office I pray. He prayed alone. And he prayed publicly. How dare you try to shut my prayer life down? Tell somebody, I am a prayer warrior. Say, that is not a title for some group of people in the church. Say, say, say that's not a title for certain special people in the church. I am a prayer warrior. Because men always ought to pray and not to feign. You're clapping a second house right now. Watch this. Watch it. Gio, watch it. Yes, prayed alone. He prayed in public. Hear this one. He prayed no matter his mood. Luke chapter 22 verse 44. When he was sad. When he was afraid. When he was scared. Before Christ died or shed blood on the cross, he shed blood in Gethsemane. The first place he shed blood was not on the cross. In fact, the cross was a rehearsal of what they did in the garden. Because man fell in the garden. So it was important that he sorted that in the garden. Before he went to the cross, he went to the garden. The first place he shed blood was on the cross. He prayed until his sweat became like the clots of blood. He shed blood in the garden. So when he got to the cross, it was a rehearsal of what he did in the garden. He prayed when he was afraid. When you are scared, what do you do? Hear me, church. He prayed when he was sad. In fact, Jesus taught his disciples how to pray. As Pastor K just said, he taught them prayer. He didn't teach them how to raise offerings, pastors. He didn't teach them how to cast out devils. In fact, the disciples were students. So they studied him. And they they, they saw something, I believe, but they were not fools. They saw him cast out devils. They saw him heal the sick. 
They saw him multiply bread. They saw him heal, 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 heal Bartimaeus. They saw him brought Lazarus out of, out of the grave. They, 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 saw, they saw him walk on water, but they never said, teach us how to work miracles. They never said, teach us how to, 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 to preach or to teach. But they teach us how to pray because they found out that anytime he prayed, there was a difference with his ministry. So they discovered that the secret to this guy is prayer. So teach us how to pray. And he answered in the affirmative, when you pray. He didn't say no, he said when you pray. He prayed, he taught the disciples how to pray. Watch this. He prayed when he was happy. When they came to him and said that, Demons about to us. Satan fell like lightning. He prayed. What do you do when you're excited? People get so excited, they forget to thank God. Come on, am I teaching right now? He, he prayed for the church. We are a product of his prayer. You see, you see, you see. Paul said, Paul said, my little children, John said, my little children, my Lord, whom I travail once and again till Christ be formed in you. So I travel once to be born again. I travel twice to be mature. To come to Christian maturity, we need prayer. I travel once for you to be born again. I travel twice for you to be formed, to be mature. Epaphras, always praying that the will of God may stand perfect and complete in you. He prayed for the church. We are the harvest of somebody's seed and must be the seed for another person's harvest. We are the the product of the prayers of those who have gone before us and must be the prayer for those who are coming next. He prayed us through. We, he, he prayed and he birthed the church. He prayed for the church in John 17. He prayed for individuals like Peter. Simon, Simon, Simon. The enemy has desired you to sift you as wheat, but I prayed for you. There was a demonic conspiracy to destroy you, but I block it. There was a conspiracy by the enemy. There was a desire, a request, a petition by the devil to sift you as wheat. But I blocked it and I just told the devil, request denied. Hear me church. It is not every house that the enemy can mess up with. You know what I said? Tell somebody, not my house. You got to say what I say, not my house. Can you say when a Nigerian aggressor say, not my house. Uh-huh. Say, not my family, not the church, not my pastor, not my loved ones, not anybody that connected to my destiny because prayer will override it, prayer will block it, prayer will cancel it, and prayer will deny the enemy. You're clapping, you're clapping, and sick in the house right now. Simon, Simon, the enemy has desired you. You have no idea how many desires that the enemy has got and plans he's trying to make out of your life. But Jesus said, I 
denied the enemy. There was a petition written for you, Simon. But I just told the devil, petition cancel, request deny, desire destroy. And today, every desire of jealousy and of envy and of negative energy concerning your family, your house, this beautiful ministry, your pastor, as we clap our hands right now, request now watch this watch this watch this watch this two people walk with Jesus one Judas the other Peter Bible said in the same chapter and Satan entered Judas but when he came to Peter he asked hear me church hear me church I need permission to sit in your car after service because it is not mine. But if I came to sit with my own car, I don't need permission because it's mine. That he did not ask for Judas men that Judas belonged to him. But that he asked for Peter men that Peter did not belong to the devil. And I don't know who, look at me, some houses can be visited, some families can be attacked, but not your house, not my house, not our house. Will you clap on and shout and say, yes! Not my house! Tell somebody, not your house. You got to speak without, that's not your house. Can we be a bit prophetic? Say, not your house. Not your family, not your children, not your church, not this ministry, not what God is doing here. I, my, my God, do I have a clap in the house? Request dinner. He prayed. He prayed for the church. He prayed for Peter. He prayed before every important activity in his life. The Bible says, and Jesus. It came to pass when all the people were being baptized. And it came to pass Jesus also being baptized. And praying. You see, he was in the queue. It was not his turn. But before he got to his turn, he was not gossiping. You see, you see your problem? When it's not your turn, you get jealous. You get distracted. You get frustrated. You beat, you curse people. You say all kinds of mean things. And when it's going to... No! Whilst he stayed in the line, when it's my turn, there'll be a unique anointing, there'll be power, lives will be transformed, destinies will be saved, the glory will be revealed. And when he got his turn, the heavens opened. The heavens did not open because he was just the son of God. The heaven opened because of what he did. Because prayer opens the heaven. He prayed when he was in the queue. He prayed when facing the devil. In Luke 4, 1 to 12. He prayed his fears. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 7. He prayed even in glory to pray. He ever lives to make intercession. He retired praying. I told you yesterday, you retire to do what you love. If you are not working for money, if you need to pay your bills and you had a house and everything was fine, what would you be doing? Maybe watching some soap opera or football or playing golf. I'll go, I, 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 I think I'll go watch football. I mean, I need prayer on football. 
I, I need prayer on Arsenal. <laughs> Anybody in the house right now? But next year is our year. All, all my city supporters are in trouble. I have, a, I have a seasonal ticket, so I go and watch. Maybe I'll just be watching soccer. But Jesus will be tired. Not as a golfer. Not as a footballer. Not just going for fish and having a good time. He retired as a prayer addict. He ever lives not to preach, not to teach, not to cast out devils, but to make intercessions. Jesus was a praying man. How dare you try to do ministry without prayer? If he prayed, who do you think you are. For every great move in the Bible, it began with prayer. Look at the book of Acts. Every chapter was a prayer that opened it. Go on, church. All the great moves. Hear me, church. Hear me, church. Let me just say this. Jesus understanding the deep dimension of prayer. Is my time up? My time is up? No, I'm good. Understanding the deep dimension and the unique difference that prayer makes in one's life. The Bible said, after eight days, he took Peter, James, and John to the mountain to pray. Eight is the number of new beginning. Prayer brings new things. Prayer opens you up for new things. Are you tired of the old? Are you trusting for new move, new revival, new power, new favor, new grace, new new things? Because our God is addicted to new. Every 60 seconds is a new minute. Oh, come on, talk to me right now. Are you near at all? Every 60 minutes is a new hour. Every 24 hours is a new day. Every seven days is a new week. Every four weeks is a new month. Every 12 months is a new year. Our God is constantly doing a new thing. And after eight, Jesus said, he took Peter, James, and John to the mountain to birth a new thing. Prayer opens you to new things. If you are tired of the old, and I'm trusting for the new. Join me. This house. This month. As we enter prayer. God will do new things. You're clapping a second house right now. Watch this. Watch this. Prayer is a ticket for new beginning in God. Prayer. Prayerful people. Contact new moves in God. In Acts chapter 2. They prayed. The disciples prayed. 10 days for the Holy Ghost to come. My God, in Acts chapter 4 and second move, they prayed. Peter ministered whilst praying. When we pray, we make way for God to remove their former and to do a new thing. My God, this morning, I want to encourage you to pray. Yes, to Peter, James, and John, and they prayed new things. Number two, prayer changes your face or your garment. When I went to the mountaintop, they prayed. By the way, prayer takes you to the mountain. So, mountain is a place of advantage. If you want to stand in a place of advantage, stand in prayer. That's what there are some people I don't, I don't, I don't respond to them. I respond to them in prayer. I, I don't respond to people. You see, it's either you are, you are fighting a good warfare or a bad warfare. A good warfare is prayer. A bad warfare is insult and shade and texting. <laughs> 
and being funny on social media. A good warfare is a place of prayer. Bible says that he went to the mountain top and there he prayed and prayed. Bible says his garment changed. There was a change in garment. And by the way, the change in garment was not just an ordinary thing. Because in those days, your garment determines who you are. That's why slaves had their garments. Blind men had their garments. King has their garments. The priest had their own garment. And the boss, he prayed. And his garment changed. If you are trusting God for new identity, new standing in God, new place in God, try prayer. Somebody said, somebody said, somebody said, but I'm born again. Yeah, you are born again. If anyone's going to say new creation, yes, I'm saying new creation. But there's glory to glory. So, new creation is not just one state. There are dimensions of glory. You can navigate glory. And those glory are access to the dimension of prayer. He prayed and his garment changed. His identity, his status, his place of standing changed. Hear me, church. Every woman will tell you that the best place, and sometimes men, the best place in the house they love the most is where? If you build a house and you are a real man and you build a house, I'm not married yet, but I'm, I'm about to get married. Oh, okay, you can clap your hands. Hear me? And yeah, that's why I'm talking to Pastor Kinsley. <laughs> he will sort you out. And, 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 and I built a house. When I went, I took my fiance excited. Let's go to the house. And we got to the house. When we got to the house, I saw that she was not excited. Nice house. I'm, I don't know how to say it without feeling I'm bragging. I'm not bragging, God forbid. I'm just trying to make sense of what I'm saying. Nice house, nice area, nice neighborhood. There's a pool, there's, there's all kinds of stuff. And the lady was like, Mm-mm. I'm like, what is happening here? Because when she went to the house, everything was on point. But her walking closet was like, <laughs> So, so far as she's concerned, this is not a house for a lady and a man that you build for yourself. Because this space for me to do my things. <laughs> you did not consider me. You only built for because I can hang my things anywhere. So I have to I have to create and turn a whole bedroom <laughs> to a whole cl- Pastor Mildred will, will have will continue that preaching when I finish. But, 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 but you know, because ladies love closets. Because anytime you go to the closet, you don't come back the same. Nobody enters the closet and return the same way. Are you sweating? Are you tired? Are you looking somewhere? Stay in the closet. The makeup on, the hair on, the dress on, the freshness on. You come out looking beautiful and amazing. The Bible says, when you pray, enter your closet. Nobody goes to the prayer room and come back the same. By the time you are out of the prayer closet, you come back changed, transformed, empowered, looking new, looking fresh, looking amazed. His garment changed in the place of prayer. You never return the same if you go to the place 
of prayer. Let me finish this fast. Let me finish this part. Hear me, church. Prayer finally deals with the laws. As as he prayed, James, as he prayed, Moses and Elias were subpoenaed. And they both bowed. Moses representing the law. Elias, the prophets. There are some laws, eh? Only prayer can change it. There are some laws in Nigeria and in Africa that say, young people can't prosper. Before you prosper, you have to hit a certain age. And when you start to prosper, they look at you like, what is going on here? And all kinds of devils are provoked to stop young people from rising. That kind of law must be broken in the place of prayer. The Bible says, watch, before this, anytime they just preach or did miracles, they will often say, Moses did this. Elias did this. What have you to do? One day, Osofra said, before Moses, I am. Before Abraham, I am. In order for Christ to deal with that, he entered prayer. And in prayer, Moses and Elias appear. And when they bow, the law bow. I don't know what law has been deployed against us. I don't know what law. Some of those laws are just cultural laws. Family laws, Nigeria laws, laws of errors, strange laws. Look at me, church. Jesus broke the law. He even broke the law of gravity that says anything that goes up must come down. He went up and then come down. I don't know what it is in your life, but in the place of prayer, we break laws, we change laws, we enforce God's purpose, and as we clap hands in prayer, let every evil law be canceled in Jesus' name. You're clapping. It's sick in the building right now. The Lord bless you and empower you. Hear me? Prayer will affect the people around you. As soon as Peter saw, he said, Master. He changed his name and said, call him Master. People will change your name when you pray. They will call you who you are supposed to be in the place of prayer. God bless you. God empower you. God revive you. And God stir your prayer life. Receive your pastor.